one, two, and we are live again. And we're playing HQ again. Uh -huh. We're starting. We're starting memories. What's the word I'm looking for? Traditions. We're starting traditions. This is the podcast number two edition. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. That's Scott going in the background. We're about to play a game of HQ, so um, mm -hmm. follow along. Some I ideas for our name we've come up with so far is the Ice Cream Sandwich Podcast. Um, the reason we thought of that is because we bought 12 ice cream sandwiches 48 hours ago. And they were gone 24 hours ago. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. And then we saunaed this morning. So, um, Ice Cream Sandwich Podcast is an option for uh, our returning listeners. We had five downloads. That's right, baby. No promotion. Mm -mm. And also, um, it's organic as fuck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> We also had the BJ podcast, Brandon and James, you know. Yeah, also, or JP. Dual, dual meaning. Here we go. Blowjob. How long is Rihanna from Wilden? Four or five seconds from Wilden. Really? Yeah. You've That's the that. first question that I really didn't know. And that was the first one. Scott's the best uh, host, by the way. If that's still up for debate. Does also, the Sunday Scaries podcast. Yeah. We were thinking... For your Monday commute. For your Monday, Monday morning commute. Hey, give us some feedback on the audio quality here, because I can't tell if it's weird or not. We got our headphones on this time, so we're looking real legit. That sounds like a fun song. Q2. Craig Newmark. Q2. Craigslist. All right. Dude, they really need to figure this out. Figure what out? They need to figure their software out. How laggy it is? Yeah, like, if you can't handle... Dude, if we had a million you, I know, but people you can't handle it. our podcast, we'd be shitting our pants. They're big enough now that... They're big enough now that they can fix this. Do you have any idea how this is able to happen? Because I don't. There's advertisements now. I know. Well, I mean, like, how we can be tuning into a live game show. And Frontline. Oh, Pet Medicine. Yeah, baby. Okay, so let's... My brother was with somebody who won HQ the other day. Are you serious? And Dude, because he's, he's at Harvard. Once. Yeah. He's uncommon amongst uncommon people. Yeah. Which is... We'll, we'll touch that subject again. They just sit in their, in their uh, section because they have sections at Harvard. They probably just sit up there and just do HQ every day. Really? No. But it would be cool. Was it a 3 o'clock or a 9 o'clock? Three. Jonathan Katz, Q4. HQ, if you want to sponsor us, we're uh, taking apps. South Korea, South Africa, or South Sudan? It's got to be... Sudan. It's got to be good. Okay, I'm going to do Korea then. Dude. There's we got to diversify our answers. There's two million people in Seoul. I feel like... Oh. That's, that's just common sense, bro. 
I don't know anything about Sudan, dude. I don't either, but I'm telling you right now, South Africa is pretty developed and South Korea is pretty developed. Yeah. South Sudan split from Sudan in 2011. And they're not doing too hot. Not so good. Which of these is an influential type of synthesizer? Boog, moog, or lube? Which of these is an influential type of synthesizer? I'm going moog, I don't fucking know. It's probably lube. Oh. We need a synthesizer. I really hope this is recording, dude, because I did it a different way. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. I got it. Alright. We moving on. What else? Uh... This is probably about to be a savage question. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Do chromium. Chrome. Chromium. Maybe. Palladium sparkly, too, I feel like. Fuck! It's probably cobalt. It exists thanks to the alloying of other metals in with the iron. Specifically, it is. It's got to be cobalt. Hmm! <laughs> Moving on, baby. Wow. Wow, a lot of people got that. I'm surprised. As a protective layer against the elements, specifically moisture, which causes rusting. And 162,832 got chrome. If you guys want to skip the HQ uh, part of this podcast, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, put, we'll put that in the deets of the podcast. God, it's going by measures this time. How are we recording this? Um, diving. Shit. After 2002 my Olympics. Shit on my dick. It's not diving. Displays in this sport this year. That should be a major hit. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we live podcast an HQ win. Alright. Turn, we're turning Scott off. Is that as far as you've ever gotten? Oh, Six. Let's see. That's pretty far. My farthest is five, I think. I don't think that's my best. It would say it's your best. Time for Q8. It says everyone is your best actor. Like that's another glitch they have that we should bring up. I mean, Scott needs to get his shit together. Man, I feel like we really need individual mics. Yeah, it would be. It would for sure be a lot better. Yeah, it's not in the budget right now. Another twenty bucks. (laughs) Okay. We can just lean in. Okay. Um, some feedback we got on our last, <clears throat> wow, our last good, episode, dude. um, Ayub, shout out Ayub, he was pissed we made rice in the middle of it. Yeah. Um. Wait, we made rice? Yeah. Remember we oh, burnt it. Yeah, I, you, so basically when you pressure cook rice, you're supposed to do four minutes on high pressure, um, and then you're supposed to let it depressurize on its own um it's called i i don't know what it's called but you cook it on low for 10 minutes which depressurizes it and then you open it and end it and we cooked it on low for 57 minutes so Mm -hmm. it was a little crispy but rice is rice you know (laughs) okay so as you guys can tell we're still trying to find the subject matter of this podcast um, 
I don't know. If you guys like the HQ thing, we'll we'll keep doing that. But our last our first one was sort of a goof. So we we got real off the rails real fast. I mean, I'm probably gonna get off the rails quite a bit, so you just gotta deal with it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But uh maybe for the first podcast that subject matter was a little I mean it was it was a little aggressive. It was aggressive. So I think our five downloads enjoyed it. Some some ideas we have are just interviewing our friends because you know, you talk to your friends a lot, you spend a lot of time with them, but do you you might not even know your whole friend's story. So we can we're gonna we're gonna start that tonight with James. I'm gonna interview James a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that can um, that can be later. Yeah, I've um, one thought I had was like you you always so basically Brandon and I were talking about this morning. You think everyone who is successful and all these people on Instagram, um, like LeBron James and people who have a huge following because they're great in what they do, a lot of people think that they were just born to be the best athlete in the world or born to run a business, but that's not true. And one thing that um, I was thinking, even within an organization, uh, there's a lot of people's stories, uh, people who have gotten to the top or people who are successful in their, in their role, people coming in a lot of times think, Oh, they, it's just easy to get there, but they don't understand the trials and tribulations you've gone through to get to that point. So uh, that's kind of where we're coming from with these interviews is um, learning more about our friends' stories and uh, whether it's within their organization. Because, I mean, you don't Everyone's talk got a about... story. Right. And you don't talk... A, how often do we talk about, like, successes with work? And you know what I mean? We come yeah. home, we turn our brains off, I play Fortnite. Yeah, we're done playing Fortnite. No, we're not. But let's... Uh, it, this is, like... This is good because it's, like, yeah, we're doing electronics, but we're just sitting here having... A conversation right and that's why i feel like a lot of pods as they say in the biz since we're now in the biz uh, <laughs> i i honestly didn't even know that that they don't i just made that up oh well, um, we should call them pods. yeah this is our second pod <laughs> um i feel like you know it like we're we're talking about the fact that this is even a podcast where they just like rogan he just gets right into it and mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's the the mics might as well not even be there, so we need to right. get to that point. And um, I mean, but if you think about Joe Rogan, like, well, yeah, he's does got, he have subject matter for each of his podcasts? No, or does he, he just, just sits, he just talks he just with. Sits, but that's the thing: we haven't accomplished anything compared to his guests. Yeah, so that's he true. can just he can just like we kind of have to create subject matter, a little right? Bit, which right. is why we're asking for uh, listener input. Um, so sort of pigging piggybacking off that would that david goggins podcast have you listened to it no i was actually you said the one before that was the one that talked a lot about like anxiety and depression and yeah, stuff. yeah that was a yeah the mental illness one but the day but, i was i was getting into that one today i i'm trying to uh get caught up on all the joe rogan podcasts dude the david the reason why i brought up the david pod goggins david, yeah is because yeah, it was, was dope, first, first of all. Second of all, since we talked about holding ourselves accountable for uh, getting up in the morning, mm-hmm. which now since if now we have to make this public. Yeah. So our five listeners can give a shit 
if we if we fall off the wagon and um so so what we're what our goal is is to wake up at 5 a.m every morning and work out and we've done that probably about four times yeah in the last three months we've done it four times and we've told ourselves we're going to do it probably 400 times yeah we did it this morning and it was a really good workout this morning it was great and we we got a little um heat shock proteins according to joe rogan yeah Rogan's didn't know about, about that, that until he talked about it we're but big joe rogan fans i'm a big bill burr fan um J- james you listen to bill burr at all not too much that's what inspired me to make My, this podcast yeah. so the well, podcasts i listen to are uh you're a big joe rogan bill burr guy yeah i'm just starting to get into joe rogan i was big on those murder podcasts for a while then that was a that was another idea we had about okay I'm gonna bring this up it's gonna kind of burn an idea that Curtis and I had maybe we can do it uh, later but um, it was so you know like those murder podcasts how yeah. they're super serious yeah well Curtis's idea was do you remember in uh, high school when Dan Leeds drank piss out of the Mountain Dew bottle. Oh, I heard I remember okay, that. Okay, so let me let me Didn't he shit in a bottle too? Um or I don't granted. Know. Someone shit Grant, in a bottle Grant, at Dan Leeds' house. I don't know about any of that, but the yeah, story about I, I do. Fuck, we shouldn't be saying his first and last name. Dan like why? I don't know. Dude. Anyway, so our buddy let's call him Stan Beads. Um Stan <laughs> <laughs> Stan is uh, one of our best friends all the way back to high school. He, we're sitting at this Taco Bell, and we go inside. We used to go to Taco Bell all the fucking time yeah. after high school. It was an old Taco Bell, too, in Carmel, the one that's not there anymore. So <clears throat> anyways, we go and get our order, and we come back out, and we leave or whatever. And then Dan's got this Mountain Dew can in his car, and he drinks out of it on his way home and he and it was filled with piss (laughs) dude yeah this is a true story like this sounds fake but this actually happened drink the whole thing no he took a he took a drink and he goes this tastes like piss and we're like what and then he takes another (laughs) he took another drink I'm not fucking with you, dude. I'm not fucking with you at all. Like, No, I could easily see how it happens because t- I drank my friend's dip spit in college because I thought it was Snapple. I've drank peach di- Snapple. I've drank and dip spit multiple times. Yeah. So but this, this was, is it was even more dip. fucked up. But this is like... Just real quick. Peach dip in a peach Snapple bottle. I even smelled it, and it smelled like peach, so I drank it, and it was dip spit. But yeah, go on. Dan Leeds. But this is worse because... Stan Beats. Stan Beats. So Stan... We get in Stan's car... And, uh, yeah, he drank this fucking piss. And um, the car was jam-packed. It was Stan was driving. Curtis was in there, I think. Brett Bastion was in there. One other person was in there because we were three wide in the back. I can't remember who. Um, But anyways. Oh, God. This is bringing up None of us did it, though. That's the thing is none of us. Oh, really? None of us. We were all together in Taco Bell, and fucking Dan was drinking the Mountain Dew on the way there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you sure? Did he finish it? 
Dude, we don't know. A homeless person pissed in that. That's what. I, that's one hundred percent. So that's like, or a fucking psychopath. Yeah. They've, now that I'm saying this story out loud, I think it was like some psychopath saw us go in there, fucking rummaged through Dan's car, didn't find anything, maybe, and it was just like, I don't know, dude, fucking oh, off his dude. fucking rocker. Was you know like what? Pissed in the fucking Mountain Dew bottle and then put it back in, or, but the thing was like. This is a long time ago, so I'm probably not remembering this correctly, but we thought it was locked. His car was locked, but his moonroof was open. So that means the dude would have had to fucking pick it out of his moonroof, which... Or God just whipped his dick out and pissed in it. Yeah, dude. That's, so that has been a mystery for, until now. Wow. That's insane. Actually, now, the more I think but about it, I think it was me. You pissed in it? Yeah, I snuck in his moonroof and pissed in his Mountain Dew box. Shut the fuck <laughs> Dude, that would be a fucking ridiculous, like, long con. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been so, planning that since So I was tying four. it back to podcasts and ideas for podcasts, we were going to start doing an investigation-style podcast. On weird who, happenings. No, of who pissed in the Mountain Dew bottle. Right, that could be the first one. In no, the it would be like a whole long 10-podcast episode. We go back to the fucking <laughs> thing where it happened. We start t- calling Taco Bell execs, trying to get security camera footage, Dude, that interviewing would... everybody in the car and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, how they did that shit. I would love that if you could actually solve it, but there is no <laughs> Way There's you no could way. talk to anybody who was could possibly have witnessed. I know, that. and the fucking security camera footage is long gone, dude. There were no, security but wouldn't shows. that be a hilarious like parody yeah. crime scene? That podcast? would be awesome. And the fucked up thing about it is, it's a true story. <laughs> it is a hundred percent true. Dan fucking drank somebody's piss. Who you know? I'm sure he's gonna be mad about us bringing this up. But it happened, dude. He won't care. It I think really happened. Yeah, that's insane, man. So, Curtis, um, I know how to make podcasts now, and, you know, yeah, we can get that and going. And Curtis is an investigative journalist, so. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, so <laughs> Curtis is and Curtis is getting two shout-outs in a row on the podcast. Curtis was d- stoked about the first shout-out. Yeah. Um, how did we get on that murder? Oh, the podcast thing. Just podcast ideas. Yeah, you're, in Joe Ro- you're on Joe Rogan and Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. I'm on Murder Podcast, and I was on How I Built This for a while. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to that with Guy Raz? Yeah, I listen to every single one. Other those than ones, one. those ones are great. Another good um, one is the. Do you want to know why Masters I stopped? Want to know why I stopped listening uh, to Murder Podcast? So, do you remember this? Yeah, Did I tell you this. Tell the viewers. <laughs> yeah, so I was um, all five of them. It was like all five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I want to hear it. It's a good story. Um, I was. Driving to a client, so on when we have candidates go in the door, Mm -hmm. is what we call it, or start on their first day of a job, whether it's a contract or direct placement. Um, What we like to do is go walk the candidate in, like make it easier for them on their first day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because they're walking into a completely strange and unfamiliar environment. Mm -hmm. And so it must have been, I don't know, we were... We were on a bender. I drank Friday and Saturday, which I literally can't do, or I'm pretty much um, incapacitated on Sunday and Monday. But what do you mean can't do? Like, like I anxiety. You feel like shit. Anxiety. Oh, like all the fucking dopamine level. Yeah, my serotonin because alcohol depletes your serotonin. Yeah, levels. dude. Like after spring like break. Bad. After spring break. Oh yeah. Me and even 
um, yeah, we were just like, I had I had a serious freak out. Like I thought about the world ending. Like, uh, for like, I thought I well, I was sick as fuck, obviously, because that shit that shit fucking happens to me. Yeah. Like, um, you get really hungover. Yeah, Sunday I was. I was sick for the last 24 hours of spring break, and I thought about, like, the world ending that whole entire day, plus the next day and driving home. Yeah, that shit will fuck you up, man. So um, Vendors will really And that has happened up. to me again once since, and I have I, I don't drink like that anymore. Specifically, yeah. not because of the hangover and getting sick and shit like that, but because you really do have, like, an anxiety or anxious episode. I don't know the terminology. Well, no, it's... Yeah, I mean, it, alcohol depletes your serotonin levels. Serotonin is the um, neurotransmitter that makes your, like, basically regulates your mood. So it makes you happy. It makes it so you can, you know what I mean, get sad. And, like, basically it's, uh, it yeah. regulates your mood. So when your serotonin levels are low, you're like, you know what I mean, you can't figure out a lot. Yeah. You, and that's when anxiety is... Um, kind of comes into play. But yeah, so I was on a bender drink Friday, Saturday. That's a bender for me. Um, Pussy. <laughs> so felt like shit Sunday, a lot of anxiety. Monday, um, driving to a client to walk candidates in on their first day, um, walk them in and everything. Was kind of freaking out a little bit. But then I'm driving back and I decide to start um, one of the murder podcasts. It's called. Oh my um, God, dude. That, oh, what was it called? The one I just listened to. Dude, we did that too after spring. Cereal? No, it wasn't cereal. It was the one I just listened to. Dirty John is the one I just listened to. So that was, this, it wasn't even really a, a murder podcast. It was a psycho podcast. He did get don't, killed. Don't, uh, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert to all our five listeners. But um, Speaking of, I, I ruined Fight Club for Ramey. Yeah, you ruined Fight Club for me. Did I? Yeah. We were in the I car, me, you, with, and, even, me, you, and Michener were driving to the that, bowling alley. Even with my spoiler, you can still watch it. Uh, I don't think so. But I was driving back, started listening to Dirty John, started freaking out, um, had a huge panic attack, called my director because he's um, the person I usually go to when I'm freaking out about work mm-hmm. or when I can't figure out why I'm freaking out and I'm freaking out. So <laughs> call my director, and he's like – What's going on? And I explained to him that I started listening to a murder podcast and was freaking out and was already having anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he was literally just laughing through the phone <laughs> because it was just the most ridiculous thing he's probably heard in a while. And he goes, dude, just turn off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Were so. you like listening to it in the background and talking No, I to turned him? that shit uh, off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ideas like that. So this is kind of word vomit right now, but so like, what do you um, mean it's word vomit? I mean we're just jumping around from topic to topic. <clears throat> it's because you just, but, keep, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're you're just no. I mean we want to talk about topics we like. Like I mean, um, so three three discussion points we had were um, Austin Dillon winning the Daytona Five Hundred. Yeah, I'm not that into that though. You don't want to talk about that? I mean, we watched it. It wasn't that exciting. Okay, I don't are like you NASCAR. excited for IndyCar racing? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, I just don't like NASCAR, man. I can't get into it. Yeah, I feel that. It was pretty. It was pretty boring, and I stole all your money. <laughs> you did. That was unpleasant. <clears throat> okay. Um. So Ixnay on the racing. Eh? Um. You had some other good topics, though. Yeah, I know. 
Um, I mean, we can talk. Oh, Rappaport being fired. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy, and I don't like I think Barstool either. I don't like either of them. I, I don't know. I don't have a really strong opinion about either of it. What my theory was, though, was Rappaport got in there. Yeah, they were paying him six figures. I don't, I don't know if that's a lot to him or not. I feel like you know six figures is a significant amount to anyone, but he's probably making some good chunk of change because he's a pretty famous guy. But And I feel like he just went in there, and he started getting jealous. Because of like Portnoy, the guy, the president, I think he he makes a lot of money off bar bar stool. Yeah. And like the there's like three three main ones as far as I can tell. I'm yeah. not a big bar stool guy. I enjoy Stoolie I enjoy their fucking yes. I enjoy their Instagram account, but like those fucking they're like I don't know, dude. It seems like a lot of tryhards. And yeah, and I, I just I like so. Barstool starting off, but when they it was put the out Instagram, a lot of content. When it was the Instagram, like how hard is it to create content? Like you know what I mean? Well, they have Creators. a lot of people creating content. Yeah, but and a lot of like, unpaid interns, which is a thing that Rapport was talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I like bars. I liked Barstool starting off when it was just, um, when it was just like their Instagram, and then they started like Pardon My Take. I like Pardon My Take. Uh, that's a good podcast. Dude, I but wanted I just, it like that. It's just getting like out of hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's so many avenues of content. Dude, it's and they're because selling all this like bar stool like apparel. I I wouldn't buy that, you know? Yeah. Like it just doesn't seem like a quality. Dude, we did buy bar stool apparel. Oh. Yeah, ugly sweaters. But that's different, man. I know, but like they're they're the thing about that is, though, it's like it is a business, and they're like growing. Maybe two. Oh fuck! Six downloads we had on our last podcast. Sorry, I'm just bringing that up. But um, I mean, like they're they're growing, maybe in a sense too fast in that way. But you know, it's like I mean, good for them. They but made just... uh, they made. They were saying off this whole thing. They made that Rappaport T-shirt with the herpy. Oh, did you see, see that? It. No. And uh, I didn't follow this Port, too much. Portnoy was here. I'll bring up. Uh, I'll bring up his tweets. But Portnoy was saying like, in a, in twelve hours or whatever, they made a hundred grand off those uh, t-shirts, which since have been discontinued because Rappaport did a cease and desist, which I mean probably wasn't hard because they were making money off of his image literally. Mm. And he wasn't getting a cut of that, obviously. Or maybe he is, dude. A lot of people think it was staged. Mm. But also, I could see where it's not. But I don't know, dude. I think some of Rappaport's shit is funny. I mean, like, he's just an old, old Boston guy who just talks shit, which dude, is kind of like right up my alley because I like that ranting He's a New Yorker, but I was following him for, I was following him for quite a long time. I'm pretty sure I told you to follow him. I don't know, dude. I I followed him, and then I I just think it's like all this stuff that just happened with Barstool kind of like, I don't know. I think it's just like. How do you spell Rappaport? What's his first name? R-A-P-P-O-P-O-R-T. And like. Michael Rapp. No, not Michael Rapp. They're, I mean, we're talking about it now. And now all of our six listeners are going to be like. Exposed to it, I know, but like, I don't know. but seriously, my but my but my theory going back to my theory is, I think he went in there 
and he started getting he started getting jealous of these guys legitimately. I mean, it's a possibility, dude. Because like he saw he saw these young guys making all this money and I think these guys are making, you know, pretty dude, good change. They're making a lot of money. Um and I think he literally just got jealous because he you can see in there where he's talking about uh he's talking to people and he's like, Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? What have you done? And, I it, even and it's like this. there's a there's a video of it. I'll bring it up. So there's a video of it. Um, yeah, there's a video of him just being super disrespectful and disrespectful and getting in fights with kids. Because I literally think he was just like, he's like, these fucking kids, like, who the fuck are they? Um, you know, and they're like interviewing him and shit. There's that T-shirt, the herpy. Mm. Michael Rappaport sends Barstool Sports a cease and desist letter over the Rappaport, Rappaport clown T-shirt. So they had to cut that shit out, and you know he he would he would be on a podcast with like a a young guy like our age, and he'd be trying to interview him, and he'd be like, "Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you?" To the kid for no reason. So I think he got jealous, and then he just went off the fucking handle, and then he was like, "You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I might as well get fired," and it's created all this fucking media. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I can't find the fucking video right now. Oh, good, man. You're looking, you're not even looking through. I know, I'm looking, I just thought it would be. On, uh, just click Michael Rappaport. It's not on his Twitter feed, though. What's it on? Barstools? But anyways, yeah, and then they were talking about, you know, that, you know that fight they had? One of the guys, like, was juicing. I don't know if it was for whatever, if it was serious or whatever, but he admitted to juicing and shit. Well, I mean, I watched that fight, and honestly, dude, the guy who was fighting didn't really like the owner of Barstool either. They were like, no, they get in, they get in fights. They like did not like each other. Yeah, they they get in fight. I, that's a whole fucking weird. I don't know. I think they. It's just kind of like a fucking anything goes sort of environment, which is kind of tight. Yeah. I don't know. Sort of aimed at. It's aimed at our. Um, Generation. age range. We're the fucking target demographic for them. Like, like we are it. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five to thirty-four year old male. I don't know. And then he did the... Oh, here we go. Found it. See, this is why we need Jamie. Where he's got those pull that, pull that shit up t-shirts. <laughs> because of what? Because of what? Corny motherfucker. See, he's just, he's just roasting this guy. Because you're... Are you a Texas crap? He's just roasting that guy. Wait, I want to hear that. Hold on. I, don't, I think this might have fucked up the podcast. Dude, it didn't fuck it up. Can you hear in your headphones? Um, yeah, I mean, it's quieter. How about now? Yeah. All right. The mic, does the mic automatically adjust the sound if it's too loud? Yeah. No, I don't know. We, because it was playing through our headphones and now. See, this is, this is some teething issues, you know, our early listeners are going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Is the production issues, but uh, that's all right. Motherfucker, right? 
Look, these guys are just. See, this is early on in the relationship. Though. Like, this could be. This is just for like they're doing a some radio show or whatever. See, he would go in there and he yell at them. I seriously I mean, think he was uh, normal for a bar stool environment. There, there's another one. But that's my that's my theory. Alright. Well, fuck them. Yeah. We're giving we're giving them too much uh exposure. Next topic. No free ads. That's a reference. Okay. Um Okay, we have to, we have to, we've already put our 5 a.m. dedication out there. This can be our last topic before our interview. Um, this can be our, yeah, last topic before our interview. We've, we put it out there. We're going to get up at 5 a.m. Our goal is, what is our goal? Um, what do you mean? What's our, like our, if we, if we don't, yeah, but if we... Is it Monday through Friday? Monday through Saturday? Oh uh, no, we're not. I'm not doing it on the weekends. Okay, Monday through Friday. Yeah. So if we don't, if we miss one, what's our punishment? Ooh, let the um, let the listeners tell us. Ooh, okay. Let's let's throw out some ideas though. What? Remember when we did that thing where we Snapchatted Mitchner and. It was so, so. Some things in the past were, if we didn't get up, we had to make a five hundred dollar bet on the Super Bowl chosen by the other person. What's yeah. that? It is sounding weird. And turn the volume up a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, five. If if we didn't do it, we had to make five hundred dollar bet on the Super Bowl. We actually did it the day after because I was not about to lose five hundred dollars. The second one, I think the reason we still skipped is because it was a little bit unrealistic. Well, um, the we, second one, I Snapchatted Mitchner, and in the Snapchat, I said, hold us accountable if we don't get up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to go work out. We each kick each other in the nuts. And post it on Instagram. And post it on Instagram, and we didn't get up. Dude, Yeah. But too, we did that. That's like that was too unrealistic. Extreme. Yeah, exactly. But we did work out twice that day. Yeah, we did it two a day. To make so up for yeah, it. we made up for it. Okay, well let's. Um, um, it can be. It can be something. I think we get it from the listeners, man. All right. Should it be? Should it be? Some ideas it could be monetary. It could be. A fine. Um, something that we have to do on fine. this show. It could be um it could be something like uh you gotta run a five K. Oh man. Something like you gotta dude. take your shirt off at the bar for twenty five minutes. That's enough dude, twenty five minutes you'd get kicked out in two. You don't know that. Dude, there's a lot of places I guarantee you I could take my shirt off for twenty five minutes at the bar and not get kicked out. Okay. What I'll, bar? I'll bet. What bar? Um Kicked out or asked to put it back on? Kicked out. 
I mean, they could ask you to put it back on. You could be like, oh, okay, my bad. And then you, like, fake put it back on and just keep it off. All right. I, I guarantee I could do it. I'll bet you $50. I think you could do that, too. I'm not taking that bet. Okay, so. I'll take that bet. It's so if, um, if one of our five listeners doesn't respond, though, um, if we miss any time this week, we have to. Man, what is something that's going to make us go? Um, it's got, but at the same time, it has to be realistic. That it's a punishment. Yeah, I was just thinking of something really unrealistic. It's a punishment like, that if you don't do it. You have to tee up a ball in the house and mm, hit it as hard as you can. No. <laughs> we could if, do something related to golf. Okay, how about this? If we don't go, we have to get a dining room table. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's actually because it could be productive. All right, but, there we no, go. That's all we'll be we like, got to uh, spend on that. No, topic. I don't like that. Yeah, that's not going to be it. We can decide, but we'll let the listeners. If there's listeners still at this, buying point. a dining room table sounds horrendous because we'll just sleep and be like, oh, we get to buy a dining room table. We I know it's anyway. got to be bad. Yeah, it's all got to be bad. So let's. Curtis will listen and he'll give us twelve ice at cream least sandwiches. Cur- at, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. At All least right. Curtis will listen, yeah. and Curtis he can at least give us back. the uh, Curtis shout is, number three. Curtis might be uh, our guest on episode three. We've talked about him on two straight episodes now, so he's really trying to get on episode three. He's pissed because we have a no Skype rule for our first two episodes. Yeah. Um. So we'll leave that up to him if all else fails. Uh, what else here? Do we want to get into the interview? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. All right, so how do we want to start it? Um, I feel like to preface this interview, I feel like we've been we have been fucking doing some good fucking work, though. You know what I mean? What In do you the mean? Gym, oh yeah, no, I, I actually was gonna mention that to you before this before this shit. Career wise, yeah, good good things are going. Good we moved in going. together. We've we started good, doing good shit. Dude, we've had a, a, a mate. I'm in way better shape than, you know, you're, before. You're easily in the best shape of your life. I've never Minus seen high you that school big. wrestling. I've never seen you this big, though, like muscular. You're, I was looking, no homo, I was looking at you in the sauna today, sweating. You know, we were getting real sweaty. <laughs> <in there. laughs> uh, just take a glance over at that Indy 5 Dan Weldon tattoo on your shoulder, and I was yeah. like, that thing's getting fucking stretched out. It's going to it's gonna pop. Yeah. That arm's getting big, dog. Um, It's almost as big as uh, so, and, uh, Horgan Hackintosh's stick. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, well, I'm, I'm prefacing this interview to say that, to say that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, I think we, we've sort of played off each other well. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that goes back to you're a very competitive person, um, which I think is, um, which uh, I'll touch on in three ways. It, it, it was amazing. And I I thought it was cool. Like, cause I was a, a little bit of part of your process of becoming uh, a college pitcher. Yeah. And I, so I got to see that firsthand. Yeah, that was, you were the 
You were the main person that I played catch with that summer, I think. And the fact that you were a Penn State wrestler, which I, uh, you know, I, I kind of like, I'll ask you, like, dude, how hard was Penn State wrestling? Or when was the last time you talked to Kel Sanderson? But mm-hmm. that's a big thing I want to talk about because I feel like even, you know, um, I don't know how much you talk about it with other people, but yeah. that's something that I want to I want to know about more. Um, yeah, that's and, a good point. And I don't how, really... it, how it affects your you know everyday life because you know I'm, we've all <clears throat> been in situations where you know we don't want to work out, we mm-hmm. get into like lazy modes, yeah. and you know being your roommate has um, you know it's 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 helped me. I, I've been logging my workouts and shit, and yeah. like, I haven't had two rest days in a row. I've had two rest days in a row. One time. Yeah, one time. In the past, like, six months. And in January, I had three rest days. Yeah. And shit like that. And now I'm going to start tracking my workouts more. But besides that, but, like, what was, um, so, so, do you want to go back further in no, high that's, school? No, that's probably good. I mean, but, okay, you, so you let's know start a lot with about Penn State. high school, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, okay, so let's start with Penn State. So, you, you were, um, a badass wrestler at Carmel. Good start. Start with that. What, what, yeah, what I mean, I wasn't as badass as I as a lot of other people. Okay, I was well, always, let, come on. I was let's always, not be let's not be humble. Here. I'm not. I was always talented, but um, to be honest, sixth place in the state. My only my senior year, I had a lot of issues. I choked my junior year really hard. Basically, choked my freshman and sophomore year too, uh, with not even making varsity, which is kind of it still blows my mind. Um, because my freshman year I was beating, this was my freshman year. I wasn't even on varsity. They threw me in for a match against the sixth ranked ranked wrestler in the state. Mm -hmm. And I lost the match, but in a very unfortunate manner, it's actually how I got my nickname for my dad and my brother. But I was beating this kid. What's the nickname? Rocket man. I was beating this kid by slow down. Yeah, I'm getting there. No, no, I mean, slow down talking. Okay. I was beating this kid by four points. Um, there was, I think, eight seconds left in the match. And this is what? This is to I was, be on varsity? So, yeah, I was, 100, I was 112 pounds as a freshman. Okay. Um, I went to a tournament. It was the hardest tournament we would go to. It was like a team duel tournament uh, at North Montgomery. And I was a backup. I was JV. They, I think our 119-pounder, I don't know, maybe he was feeling sick or something, for that match. Um, so they throw me in. They bump me up a weight and throw me in against the sixth-ranked wrestler in the state at 119 pounds. I'm beating him by four points with eight seconds left. Mm-hmm. And I should have been literally running away from him. But instead, I kept wrestling. And he got double underhooks and threw me to my back. With five you. seconds left. No, didn't pin Just me. Just got the takedown? But he got a two-point takedown, three-point near fall, five-point move, beat me by a point. Wow. And, like... See, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was, um... So, and so I was I was way better than the people that I was wrestling against. I was just a head case. Um, junior year, kind of honed it in. Um, made varsity... Had a really good year. I think I, I don't know, had like six losses or something going into semi-state. Probably less than that, actually. I think I had four losses. And then 
I'm in the ticket round, which is the round to go to state. I'm wrestling an absolute pudge. Like this dude is five foot five, fat. He wore socks above his knees. Like when you pull your socks up above your knees in wrestling, Uh you are so fucking bad. It's unbelievable. And I lost this kid because I blacked out during the match. It must have been some sort of anxiety, crazy fucking head case move. I blacked out during the match and lost the worst wrestler that could have possibly been in semi-state ever. Um, So I was pretty pissed after that. Uh, Senior year comes around. Had an even better year. Um, I went from 112 pounds to 171 pounds in high school. So 112 as freshman. 103 one tournament and then 171. How much as, did you? How much did you grow? Um, I would probably went from five foot four. I don't even know what I was going into high school, but I was six foot by the time I left high school. So grew by 70 pounds basically. Uh huh. Um. So senior year had a really good year. Make it to state. Um. I win my first match. I think I won eight zero. Second match, I'm wrestling the returning state champ. Um, and this is when I knew I wanted to wrestle more is because it was my first taste of actually, like, wrestling in a big event where, uh-huh. um, you know what I mean, it spotlights on you, and I wanted to perform. And after that first match, I was like, all the weight was lifted off my shoulders, finally placed, you know what I mean? It was a big dream of mine for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when... I wrestling the returning state champ. It was, I think it was five to, I was beating him five to four or something with. This is in state. No, it was five to five. Yeah, state tournament. He was a returning state champ. We were both seniors. Okay. We were tied five to five with um, 50 seconds left or 30 seconds left in the match, I think it was. I had to ride him out for 30 seconds to win. Uh huh. Or to go into overtime and then take him down in overtime. And I was breaking this kid. He was like, his he was done. You know what I mean? Like if I would have gone As far as stamina? He was or at, stamina was, and he was just broken mentally. Uh-huh. And because he probably like did not expect to wrestle a close match with me. And if we would have gone to overtime, I would have beat him. Because he was just so broken. And the only chance he had to win was to escape and he escaped with like eight seconds left and I lost and he ended up winning state that year again where did did you place sixth I kind of just after that it was like fuck it yeah you know what I mean you I placed what's third place there's no difference between third and sixth at that point in my career three places yeah, <laughs> three stairs. So when um, does when does so yeah right after that that's when I was like okay I I can't give up this sport right yet you know what I mean I can't give up athletics right yet I'm okay. just starting to hit my peak right you know so, so where, where did where did Penn State enter that had you been recruited from them before that or in no, contact so, with them yeah so my brother before? once before um. Like Actually, is Pitt no, State, I didn't. Is Pitt State even on your radar at this point? Like, no, wrestling isn't really even on my radar. I was actually going to go to Purdue, probably. For um, what? For school. I know, but studying what? what? Oh, I, don't, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just going to go. It was a, Dude, it, that would have been dope. I'm glad you didn't, but yeah. also sad you didn't. Yeah, it would have been a lot of fun, but um, 
I didn't. So that's changed my whole college search after that moment. And after you were like, you were like, like, I'm wrestling. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I am wrestling. There's no question about it. So, so was then kind you of, were like trying to get into the best wrestling school you could. Yeah. Um, I was just really trying to see, yeah, obviously best wrestling school ever would, or getting into the best wrestling school would be great. Uh-huh. So, but what I did is I started looking at like, um, smaller colleges, a division three school. My dad went to, it's called Ursinus. They're a good D three school, but Ursinus. Um, there's let, there's only 12, 1200 people in the school. My dad has Ursinus in his elbows. <laughs> oh, that's bursitis. Yeah. Bursitis. <laughs> Okay, Earth, keep going. Her sinus and his elbows. Um, no, but yeah, it was 1,200 people. I wanted, I couldn't go to a college that was smaller than my high school. So I was like, that's that can't yeah. happen. So I was talking to a couple other schools maybe about walking on Purdue, IU. They weren't really having it. Mm-hmm. I get into Penn State, um, and that's when I was like, they had just won a national championship. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm going to reach out to them. And I look at, like, their co- I obviously knew who their main coaching staff was, but another member of their coaching staff was Troy Letters. He was a badass college wrestler. He was a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an awesome dude. But he was at Princeton when my brother was looking into schools in 2008, and he was coaching, coaching. there. Yeah, and my brother, he said, he knew, he met my brother, met me. Like, we met him at Princeton in 2008, and I said, my brother's like, what would it take for me to wrestle here? He's like, honestly, just get in and you can wrestle here. At Princeton. At Princeton. Okay. Princeton was the only school my brother got waitlisted at. Um, he applied to every other Ivy League school. And got into all of them. Got into all of them except Princeton. Damn. And um, they waitlisted him. And Prince, he would have gone to Princeton, I think, because that was like his dream school. Or from New Jersey. It's right down the street from my grandma's house. Like, Holy shit. That was the one school he wanted to go to. And as soon as he didn't get in, he was like, you know what? Fuck you but guys. But did he admit? Oh, so no, he, got he didn't. Wa- he, didn't he got away with this. He was like, he was like, I don't even. I'm going care. to fucking Yale. I don't want to know. I'm going to Yale. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to my backup school, <laughs> which is Yale. <laughs> Fuck you yeah, guys. He's a fucking. He's a genius. But um, yeah. So guys. that's when I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna. Re-. I saw he was on the coaching staff. I reached that's out awesome. to Troy Letters. Um, Troy Letters remembered who I was. Surprisingly, from, from 2008, meeting him at Princeton. Really? Yeah, and he was like, yeah, come on out. Come see the campus. Would love to take you around. At Penn State? At Penn State. Okay, so. so I go out, uh-huh. meet Troy. He, like, shows me around, introduces me to Kale, introduces me to What was it uh, like meeting staff. Kale for the Dude, first time? It was pretty cool, honestly. I, I like, because I wasn't, maniac. yeah, he wasn't, he was just like, I walk in his, He's got the biggest fucking jaw you'll ever see. Oh, my God. Um, he's just so, like, calm demeanored. He'll just, like, you know what I mean? He just kind of – it's weird. When you step in a room with him, he just kind of, like, investigates everything. And you can just tell he's, like, just Does he have studying. military background or no? No. He's dude. just a killer he's instinct. A, he's just a – He uh, just has that fucking killer instinct. That – Naturally. He's, he's athletic physically, but – Ultimately, his mental game is just like Stupid. no one else. Like the Penn State coaching staff, their their mental like toughness is like nobody I've ever met before. Holy fuck! Um, so you, okay, so what happens from that? Meeting? So yeah, me we kind of talk a little bit. He asked me who I am, like what I 
do, um, where I'm from. Like it was just kind of getting to know each other. And then I leave. Um, and basically I was like, he, Troy said the same thing to me. He was like, yeah, if you get in, we'll take you. You know what I mean? It's not going to be as easy, but we'll take shit. you as a walk on. And I was like, awesome. That's, that's dope. And I ended up getting in, um, told him I got in and he was like, yeah, show up for practice. Show up. Here's when we're starting to practice. There's a summer program. It's called leap, get into it, come out, work out with us. And I could luckily. So I went out there early for this leap program. It was a great time, but ultimately like huge kind of transition into college wrestling. It was extremely, extremely hard, but even towards the end of it. How are you feeling at that point? Are you like, I'm glad I did this or holy fuck? Uh, more like holy fuck, but also it was a little bit of both because yeah. like it was. But you're like I'm I'm all in. Yeah, like I was all in by the end of the summer because the because of the people I met and the friends I made on the team. You know what I mean? Like quitting at that point wasn't really an option because my best friends were on the team by the end of the summer. Yeah. So um, that was my group. You know, I didn't want to go rush. Or, a fraternity or, yeah or yeah. fucking pledge i because at that point i had a really close-knit group of like 35 friends you know mm-hmm. so um you all meat burgered each other yeah <laughs> mini burger yeah yeah all right so that's freshman year yeah so, so then what what was freshman year yeah. wrestling like well yeah that was before freshman year that was just getting or going i'd go to penn state the summer was the hardest physical summer of my life i was getting my ass beat every <laughs> single day dude how did you go through that dude, how did you get up in the morning to get your ass beat every day I, I just wanted to get better dude like i wasn't that good and i just wanted to prove to myself that i were could there a it. lot of walk-ons no you're, there was like, you're one of a two or a handful yeah there were probably like four or five maybe okay. i don't know at, at the most maybe three worked out um but it was just like I was not good, you know what I mean? I wasn't as good as these these people are people who are getting who are four time state champs, three time state champs, like yeah. the best recruits in the nation. And I was getting my dick kicked in every single day, dude. And it was like all I I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. You know what I mean? I could be a college wrestler, I could compete, I could get better, and I could grow. And um freshman year, like it was hard. I already saw improvement by the end of that first summer, but then it was freshman year, same sort of stuff for basically the whole year. Mm-hmm. Halfway through, I remember like thinking, what am I doing? I had a freak out session. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was calling my mom, my dad. I was crying. I was didn't know anybody really other than mm-hmm. the people on my team. The people on my team were beating my ass every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was freaking out, you know? And was that, So was that like your hardest year? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was for sure my hardest year. I was drinking and stuff, like doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing as a college wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, wasn't really surrounding myself with Talk the right people. Talk about how Kale could take one look at you and knew you were drinking. Oh yeah, that shit was. Is that when you started to knock it off? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll t- I'll get to that All when right. I started to knock it off. But yeah, he he knew every single time anyone drank, like. That's what I mean by, like, he studies the room. Like, he actually like he has, can read He has people. CCTV to the security cameras at the bar. Yes. Almost. Yes. Like, like, that's what it's like. Yeah, like, it's crazy. And it notifies him 
if a Penn State wrestler is it's that's what I thought about a lot of times is, is like at the bar. like thinking you know how like um, or he what's has, his name the Terminator you know how he looks through his eye and yeah, he like can and analyze like, everything and it's like red yeah I could and see then, like and it's like almost like a breathalyzer like <laughs> all the good people are green 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 and then all of a sudden it's just red on me and. He could just fucking read it, dude. Uh, it's oh, crazy. Oh. It was crazy, and maybe I was just really bad at hiding it. That could be the case too. But yeah, um, yeah, he he was really good at spotting it. He did not like that at all. Um, we we have a dry season every season. Realistically, outside of season is mostly dry. Yeah, a lot of these kids are don't they really won't drink. Touch yeah, like alcohol. They'll touch it, but like. Very, not very like a rarely. college kid. No, and like I, I adapted to that culture eventually, but not my freshman year. I was surrounding myself with the wrong people on the team. Um, got into drinking. Um, we, I was drinking with this one kid. He ended up getting kicked off the team. Um, we got randomly drug tested right before going home. He got kicked off the team. Uh-huh. I didn't, um, luckily. Um, so then we get into. My it's the sophomore or my freshman summer, mm-hmm. and we're doing camps. So we would run camps every summer and train all summer, and then, um, you know what I mean. I'd have a couple weeks to come home here and there, but nothing significant. Yeah. And so during camps, I remember a bunch of us went out boozing for somebody's birthday one night. We get in this huge brawl at. Um, one of the houses. I wasn't really fighting. I was more breaking up the fights. But a couple, all the wrestlers. A couple of my wrestler friends got in a brawl with these other. I think it was soccer players. Other people. Yeah. How many wrestlers? Probably Why three or four. the fuck would you fight Penn State wrestlers? Dude, I don't think it was. A, I don't know. I don't know if like people talk a lot of shit. To and the Penn, wrestlers. Yeah, I mean Penn State wrestlers like they're not. You don't necessarily look at them and be like, oh wow. Like, yeah. that kid could beat me up. It's, like, usually bigger kids who think they're strong, and then all of a sudden, Dylan Alton, who is a fucking crazy good fighter, and Andrew Alton, twin brothers, great fighters. Um, Two just, twins were on the team? Yeah, and they were fucking good, and they were great fighters, dude. Yeah. And <laughs> they would literally just beat the shit out of these people, dude. <laughs> like, oh it wasn't even close. Did this happen multiple times? Yeah, they got multiple I mean, fights. I was around when there were a couple fights here and there, but um, oh, dude, I oh, God, this podcast could be a really long time. Kid, fuck it, do it. Who cares? Because I was just thinking about my freshman. I think it was my freshman summer or that summer I was there initially. Uh-huh. We all got fucked up at um, one of our. It's called Cherry Lane. We would call it. So we were all drinking, <laughs> and we had a party. All these people came over. That was when. Um, the joke, I know someone who wants to beat your ass, who? <laughs> so one of the kids on our team asked a girl, I know someone who, he goes up to her and he goes, hey, I know someone who wants to beat your ass. And she's like, oh my God, who? And he goes, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucked up. Yeah. Even, Later that kid got arrested for rape, by the way. It, oh. Yeah, in today's so that, climate, that that was coming. Be. You know, you could probably you could probably good sense thing that they're one. Uh, yeah. God, dude, say shit like that. Yeah, so that kid also he was the crazy. That's one of the kids I was hanging out with a lot. Crazy drinker, dude. Uh-huh. Like 
crazy drinker and also unbelievable fighter. But he was so fucking crazy. The his mental he was the strongest mentally men, the mentally strongest person I ever met saw ever. Like, like he, he could, would get. I mean, he could push himself. Yes, yeah, but he like could get so bad. fucking blacked out the night before practice, go into practice feeling like absolute shit, and and just still beat the shit out of everyone. Like he would probably get beat up a lot at first, and then he could just like a switch flipped, and like it was just holy shit, what is going on? And like he won a lot of awesome matches in college because of that shit, oh, and man. broke a lot of people, but. Yeah, these were really cool people to surround myself with, and um, honestly, like I learned a lot about mental capacity okay, so from them. But, but going back to the party, year. right? So we're back at the party. Sorry, sophomore year. Yeah, I'm getting freshman. off track. Back at the party, freshman going into freshman year. It's like that summer before. We're all partying at mm-hmm. um, the house. Everyone so gets you spent real your summers out there. Yeah, everyone gets real fucked up. Um, at one point. This kid, his name's... Don't say his name. His, we refer to him as Syrup. He'll know. Okay. Um, we get so, all get so fat, fucking blacked out. And Syrup was like... He's somebody who could take like 15 punches to the face and just be fine. Like, <laughs> absolute savage. Fuck another... Dude, it's another breed. Yeah. And he... um, So he gets drunk. He's like, hit me. <laughs> and he was a freshman he was a f- like same year as me we're both going into our freshman year and he's like hit me and they're like are you, you mean fucking you're serious no going into the freshman year oh. I had to rewind here because okay. I had to tell this story oh okay so he's like hit me and so Andrew Long like gives him fucking oh I shouldn't have said his name it's we, right. edit that we have five listeners but um, we're doing this for us yeah <laughs> just hammers it like Two right, right, left hook to the ribs, and then just hits him in the face one time. And Syrup's just like, per, like still standing there. Hit me! So another person hits him, uh, still standing there. And then finally, he's like basically bragging about like how strong his jaw is. <laughs> and then someone, this one kid, his I can't say his name, but he's like, I'll headbutt you. And Syrup's like slapping his face. He's like, headbutt me. Oh and no! This kid literally. Dude, oh, God, I think you're back. It's crazy. But headbutts him in the nose right here, like, as hard as he can. So hard that he split his own head open and split Sirik's nose open. Uh-huh. And it was, like, flapped open, not, like, necessarily a deep split like his head was. And um, they're both bleeding, and everyone's laughing. And I'm like, oh, Sirik, I got you. Like, just put some Vaseline on it. You'll be good. And I pull chapstick out, and I'm like, chapstick's the same thing as Vaseline. And I, like, take a big chunk, and I'm, like, trying to rub it in. Like, <laughs> it is not the same thing as Vaseline at all. And I'm just, like, opening up his wound more and just shoving, oh like, cherry-flavored chapstick God. in his nose. And then, meanwhile, Nick Fisher is writing things on the wall with his, with his fucking blood. cut head. With his blood. With his blood. <laughs> Very Dude, out of hand. That is reckless. Shit. Yeah, that was crazy. So, so that's that's that was a rewind. But alpha the, male shit that you're just dealing with. Yeah, these are the type of people that were beating my ass for a whole year, all freshman year, just beating the shit out of me. So sophomore summer comes back to that fight in, with the soccer players, you know. Yeah. Uh, during camps, huge fight. Going to practice the next day, 
Somehow Kale found out about it. About he's, the fight. Yeah. He's like um the bald but guy. But it wasn't okay, so so he's mad about the fight between the soccer players and shit? Yeah, so he finds out about that. He doesn't find out about the head splitting thing? No. That was that was, that was summer okay. before. He didn't find out about it. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, he's I know something Kale isn't. Yeah, so Kale um just like he finds out. He's like the bald guy from Game of Thrones who has like his little birdies. I didn't who, watch Game of Thrones. I know, unfortunately, but I forget his name, varies or something with a V, but he's got his little birdies that basically just report everything that could possibly happen to him. And he yeah. has that at Penn State. And so somehow he finds out about this fight and it's probably a soccer player bitch who yeah. got beat up, told his coach, and then right. the coach told Kale. Yeah, that was probably it. But he is fucking livid, dude. Like, you don't see Kale get mad that often. And when he gets Kale, when he gets mad, it is scary. And he, they were so mad. And I was just like, this is going to be the worst day of my life. And, and it was. It was a three-and-a-half-hour practice, the hardest possible practice you could – ever have like shit tons of live wrestling um but not just live wrestling like extremely hard goes like yeah um that for a long time and then at the end it was this huge conditioning session and this gym is five wrestling mats long uh-huh. we're doing like um they're called lame dogs where you pick up one of your legs and you do a bear crawl but with one of your legs off the ground so uh-huh. like you're a dog all a leg your ball. weight is on one yeah leg. one leg so hard doing that, doing sprints down and back, doing like any like, and it was probably forty five straight minutes of the hardest conditioning I've ever experienced. Maybe longer, I don't know. But I remember just sitting there afterwards, like against the wall, could barely stand up, just hating myself. Yeah, because I was just, it was just a bad time. And Kale comes up and sits next to me. This is the turning point, really, in my life. Um, in your life. One a, a huge turning point in my life. And you weren't even really involved in the fight, were you? No, I wasn't. I was breaking it up. But, but I was there drinking, so that's what we were doing. But you fight for. as a team, get conditioned right. as a team. Yeah. Did he know that you weren't really a part of the fight? I, he knew I drank. I, I, I'm pretty sure he knew I wasn't a part of the fight, but... Like, but he, he saw you busting your ass and shit, even though you weren't a part of the fight and shit. And yeah, well, that. But he knew I was drinking, and he was... Obviously, really disappointed. I didn't have a good freshman year. It's not like I earned the right to go out and booze. You know what I mean? Yeah. And still be good. Yeah. Like, there are people who could never get kicked off the team because they booze, but they're three-time national champs or two-time national champs. You know what I mean? Shit yeah. like that. So, I didn't earn anything, and I walked on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was nothing tying me to that team. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, I'm sitting there just, like, so out, like, out of just exhausted You're and fucking Kale, dead. Dead. And Kels comes up, sits next to me, and um he says to me, like, Hey James, um, I like you as a person, I like you a lot, but um I think you've been surrounding yourself with the wrong people. I think you um I think your your motivations aren't in the right place. You've been drinking, you've been doing all this stuff like and had he said anything to you before? No. Okay. Like, not really. And he's like, you're just... So did like, you think you might have been getting away with it, even? Yeah. I I did. And he was just like, I, I just think um, you're not motivated. Like, right now, you you got some stuff to figure out. 
Um, he was like, realistically, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Like, you are a walk-on. Like, uh-huh. you need to prove to us that you're going to be on this team and that you're going to be dedicated to this team. And, like, basically saying, like, you're replaceable. He basically said that. You yeah. know what I mean? He yeah, was like, like, I like he, you as a person, to, but you are replaceable. You need to as, add to the team. Yeah, he was like, you are replaceable as a wrestler on our team. And right. it was so did true. Did he say dude. replaceable? Yeah, uh-huh. he did. And it was so true. And he was like, I don't want to replace you, but if I don't see changes by the start of the year, yeah, um, then we're going to, you know what I mean, I might have to let you go. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is the only thing I got my ass beat for a whole year for was to be on this team, to be a part of something great. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking do what that. What did you say in that moment? I was just like, I understand, like, I've had a lot going on in my life. I did at the time. Uh-huh. Because my parents had just got divorced my senior year. Um was adapting to i moved to pennsylvania yeah you were fucking away from middle home. of pennsylvania didn't know a single person at penn state right um away from home like there was a lot of shit going on so it was a it was a rough year mm-hmm. um but so then what happened after that moment? i explained that to him and he was like i i totally understand he was like it's like i still just need you i need to see improvement out yeah here. And i was like all right and that's when I, like, my life kind of changed a lot. Um, stopped drinking, really, almost completely for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, trained my ass off the whole summer. Uh, I could have gone home, came back a lot earlier, trained, um, got in better shape, got my mind right, started, like, thinking, you know what I mean? This Becoming is, fucking mentally tough. Yeah, like, this is this is it. This like is put, making yourself suffer. Yeah, and by the end of that summer... So did you, like, summer. set a goal? Were you, like, what, what was your goal, like, to fucking not get replaced or to, like, to start even or to... Uh, yeah, I, my goals or... started to change because I knew I was good. Yeah. I knew I, I had the athletic ability to be good. Yeah. But... And even compete, yeah, even compete at that level. And because the reason I knew that is because my freshman year, like, I did pretty well in open tournaments. And open tournaments are basically all the people who are redshirting. There's a lot of good people that wrestle at open tournaments still. Uh Everyone who redshirts ever wrestles at open tournaments, no matter, you know what I mean? You could be a national champ. You could be brand new. Um, So I did pretty good. Like, my very first tournament, I went four and two. I think I got, like, fifth place or something. I had... And I wrestled some really good matches. I wrestled some good people um, and competed. You know what I mean? And that was just yeah. out of pure, like, athletic ability and the the grit that I had Yeah. naturally. You know right. what I mean? But it didn't compare to what, like, I was dealing with on my team. I, these were the these are the best of the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... You're trying to become uncommon amongst uncommon people. <laughs> that's right. You <laughs> got to somehow separate yourself. And so I took it to heart, man, and I, like, just kind of buckled down and started training really hard, stopped drinking, um, started eating better, um, started surrounding myself with the right people, you know, people yeah. who were good influences on me. Um, and I started to, I think it was that summer or maybe the summer after, I don't know. There was this, there's this tournament called Fila Junior Nationals. It's freestyle tournament. Okay. It's a competitive tournament. Um, very competitive. And 
I remember, I think it was the next summer because I trained really hard, get into my sophomore year, like good things. I, I had a good sophomore. Yeah. I had a really good sophomore year. Like I was, um, doing the right things. I was feeling a lot better about myself and I started competing with other people in the room, like, right. and, and doing well. Um, and then, so I had a good year what weight from are an you? open tournament standpoint. I, I was 174 still. Um, David Taylor was ahead of me. He was a two-time national champ. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, freestyle season comes around. It's in the spring. Um, and I was still competing, still training. And Kale comes up to me and he kind of just talked about like he was the improvement. At, at one point he was talking about the improvement, like how much it's been different, how he's proud of it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, which was awesome to hear. Um, he was like, it's just like, Night and I'm day. glad I sat down with you that day because yeah. you are a, a true asset to this team. Now you are a great attitude in the room. You, you know what I mean? Like you compete with these people you're like don't feel like you're not part of this team because you absolutely are you know right. what i mean like you're in basically that was like when i proved myself you know uh-huh and so so but he, then he he bas- hazed you with a sit down yeah he, he did. was like he's basically like hey i'm i'm hazing you yeah and then like, you hazed yourself mm-hmm. to stop being hazed and be a part of the group that's right yeah it was uh just like a Crazy discipline thing, so I'm I'm glad it happened because that, I'm I'm not even kidding. Like in my yeah, you could have taken mental capacity and my drive like changed significantly after that. Yeah, and I never thought coming out of Indiana, getting sixth place, I would have the chance the chance compete with those for, people. Yeah. And then I went to Fila Junior Nationals that Still summer. Sophomore it's a year, sophomore yeah, end of sophomore year, spring of sophomore year it was a really competitive tournament. Um, I took third, I won, I, I think it was like six and one or something. I took third place. Uh-huh. It was a great performance. Kale was super proud of me. Coach Cunningham was super proud of me. Like it was a good year. And, um, so junior year, I don't think I stayed and trained as long as I did my sophomore year. I get to school, get back in the swing of things. I, why didn't you stay? Um, I think I had st- stuff to do here I, I stayed for some of the summer just not all of it yeah so is that a common thing for those guys to stay or yeah i mean we, most people stay but if you have like an internship or like something like that yeah you can go um i think i had something to do i forget what it was but um yeah i get back and wrestle-offs happen i get to the finals of wrestle-offs for penn state i, I wrestle against um his one name match is, to to be the starter. Yeah. Best three match to be the, start, uh-huh. be the starter. Uh, it was Ed Ruth at the time. So I, I bumped up to 84. Uh-huh. Um, he beat me by a lot. But um, but he's a fucking savage. But he was a three-time national champ. And he's also one of the coolest dudes ever. But, um, yeah. So I was proud of myself to get to being like the true to be backup. be on the fridge. Yeah. The fringe. The true backup, and so Ed wrestles a couple matches. He actually like you could have you could have started at any other team. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I could have started at a lot of other teams, and I it, in, in open tournaments I beat a lot. In the nation. Yeah, in open tournaments I beat. That's gotta and, be a good feeling. Yeah, it was good. I beat and competed, um, even though I lost some of these matches. I was 
always in the match with like people who made it to nationals and people yeah. who were like, you know what I mean, right there. Mm-hmm. And so it was good to know that even though I wasn't starting, like I knew I could, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, I get to finals. I was proud of myself. Um, Ed, this is public knowledge, so I can talk about it. He ends up getting suspended for DUI, uh-huh. and I get called to start. Right. And um, this is when I like. This is what year? Junior year now? Junior year. We're in junior year. Yeah. Okay. So my junior year, I get called up to start. I start a match versus. Um, was this my junior year? Or was this my senior year? No, it was my junior. Year. So yeah, I get I start a match versus Lehigh. I, re- I think, because I remember this, because I yeah. think you told Curtis. Yeah. You're like, dude, I'm starting. Yeah. And Curtis was like, dude, James is starting. Yeah. It yeah. was cool. It was really cool. And I, until after, it was devastating. But um, I start at Lehigh. Lehigh is a really competitive Pennsylvania school. Okay. Really competitive Pennsylvania school. There's, grab me one. The headphones make a huge difference, by yeah. the way. Yeah. This has turned this into a professional podcast. Yeah. This, um, so yeah, go to Lehigh. Lehigh's a really competitive Pennsylvania college. Gets a lot of good talent out of Pennsylvania. Um, I, there's like 6,500 fans there. And this is like something I hadn't experienced in a long, long time. And not only that, like at state, there's four mats. This is one mat, you and one other person in the middle of 6,500 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was nerve-wracking and but i was competing i was doing well i was up i was beating this kid six to two going into the third period and i literally lost feeling of my legs completely could could not feel a single part of my legs and i ended up getting taken down four times in a row to lose the match and it was just like devastating bro and then Kale comes in and he talks with me about it and he's basically like, it's a mental talk because clearly I my mental capacity wasn't there. I, I tell him I'm going to turn it around. It was a two-meet road, uh, road trip. So then we go to Ryder in New Jersey. Okay. After the first period against this kid versus wait, Ryder. Wait, I, talk, talk about um, what happened with your mental capacity. Yeah, I just, um, so I was in great shape, like, it wasn't a physical thing whatsoever, but the mind plays such, like, a a huge, huge factor on, on your stamina, like, fucking incredible. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't, I know we've been talking about David Goggins a little bit, but you gotta listen to this podcast, first of all. Okay. So he has a saying where most people quit at 40 percent like when you're when we're in boxing and we can't do another leg lift that's 40 percent maybe yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah it's crazy and dude that's talk about that a little bit because that's one thing that i've been like especially since we started working out yeah is like your mental capacity is it's 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 not a, you always have an excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know. I think this was like so I I look back at it and it's like it's very similar to my career in high school. Yeah. Um not the whole 
JV than getting varsity, you know what I mean, that sort of thing. But right. like from a mental capacity standpoint, like it's just the next level of it. So yeah, I I think I've always had some sort of performance anxiety, you know what I mean? Or perf- right. Like where the the big stage, if I'm not used to it. I've gone through that. Yeah. And it was a big stage, dude. And I've gone through that. I was in the best physical shape of my life. I was in the best I get, yeah. mental capacity of my life, you know? Right. And it was just this I, – I got hindered Holy by, thing. like, this – and even my coach, Cunningham, I remember him talking to me. He's like, I know you can compete with the best people in the nation. Like, I know you can. It's yeah. just um, you got to figure out your mind and you got to figure out your mental capacity and, and your mental strength. And he was like, I know it's there. You just aren't used to the big stage. That's why you do so well in tournaments is because there's multiple mats going at once. So yeah. all the eyes aren't on you. So it was like. And it's familiar. Like that's yeah. how high school wrestling is. Right. Exactly. So yeah. he was like, I know you you could, but we got to figure this out. And because um, I lost that match at Ryder too. I was up. I was beating that kid too. And I ended up getting tech falled because I lost. I Literally, it was. You weren't thinking about wrestling. Probably. It wasn't. It was. You were so, thinking about everything else. It was exactly. You're exactly. like exactly. You're like, these people are watching me getting tech fall right now. Exactly. Instead of I it was to like take down. such. It was such a fear of failure. That shit happened. It to was me too. such a fear fear of failure that it, it incapacitated me. Yeah. And I I was better than both of those kids I wrestled a hundred percent. Right. And I lost to both of them. And so. It was it was devastating, man. It, like, cause I was I was happy with where I got to, and then just immediately kind of got fucking crushed again, you know. Right. Like, and it's like, fuck, how am I getting work back from this? And this is still junior year. Still junior year. I, I I kept competing, kept working, but like I lost like a lot of motivation at that point, and it was it was I I shouldn't have, but I did, you know. I can't like change it now. And so it was a tough year and, um, I go into my senior year and I'm still competing with these kids in the room. I'm still like doing really well in the room, but I just had no desire to like compete in these open tournaments anymore. Cause I felt like one, it doesn't compare to what the real deal is. Yeah. And I experienced the real deal. And in order for me to figure out the real deal, I have to be the real deal. You know what I mean? I have to start there's no, consistently. There's no hiding. Yeah. Especially in wrestling. Yeah. It's so, you, a thin piece of nylon, yeah. and another man. Yeah. But yeah, it was a tough year and um, figured a lot of stuff out though. Like overcame a lot of adversity. Was doing well in school and stuff. Going to my senior year, like start thinking about the future a little bit. What was your major? Um, biobehavioral health thought I wanted to be a doctor mm-hmm. parents were doctors and stuff like that so um, that's a hard major though it was it was a tough major it was a lot of like it basically encompasses biology psychology and like behavioral sciences and like yeah mixes them all together to like it's like holistic health you know what I mean uh-huh. like not only the physicals or the physiological side but also like the mental and sociological side too so right good good major i really enjoyed it um but yeah like i figured so i get into my senior year and it was kind of like i had another burst of energy i'm like okay i can do this like i'm i i can win this starting spot i was wrestling a kid who was a sophomore at the time like i thought i could do it you know what i mean and like i was i was back at it and 
same sort of thing. Senior year? Yeah, senior year. Okay. I, I move up quickly. I um, get to the point where I, I'm i competing with the best people in the room again. Like, obviously the best of the best in the room. I was still getting my ass kicked by a lot, but I was competing with the people I needed to compete with. And I get into the wrestle-off, and um, I it wasn't any sort of performance thing. I just, like... Right off the bat, he he shot it like an inside single on me, uh, and his head was right against my knee. I felt my knee pop a little bit, and so that was in my head a little bit. Uh-huh. But I was able to wrestle through it. I competed a little bit, but he ended up beating me. Um, so it was just like, and that's when they kind of turned their energy and focus to him rather than me. You know what I mean? Because he's young, and, and he injured. just made a starting pot. I'm a senior. I was injury prone. I went through a lot of, like, back issues and knee issues from previous injuries. Yeah. Fractured my back three times and had two knee surgeries. So, um, it was just, like, they they still loved having me in the room, still loved me, like, going on the road with yeah. them, um, still loved me, like, you were, as a member of the team. You were an asset to the number one national championship team. Yeah. It was just and my all, focus had all, changed at that point. While all this is going on, you guys are winning national championships, right? Correct. Yeah, we won my freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Yeah. Um, and then, so senior year comes around, and it, my focus just kind of switches. Um, I'm just trying to, like, you know what I mean, be a senior leader in the room, like, from Did just, you see uh, kids uh, struggling like you struggled freshman year? Yeah, there were. like that? Yeah, there were. Um, but just, like, kind of being there for all these kids and, like, being a good influence on them and hanging out with them and, like, showing them a good time. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just making them laugh, shit like, like that. Like being their boyfriend and shit. Yeah, like being their boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. And so it was just, like, I was just trying to kind of be the lighthearted person who was, like... You're, like, the cool uncle. Yeah, cool uncle. You can call You're it You're the that. uncle Carl. So, and me and my best friend, one of my best friends, a couple of my best friends, Dylan Daly and Nick Regier, like, we kind of tied together and we're just, like, trying to be... Um, a weight off these kids' shoulders, you know what I mean? Because it's it's intense. So it's like the uh, fire at the circus. Yeah. Um, intense. I had a really good. <laughs> that went right over my head. But uh, yeah, senior year, did what I needed to do. Like had a great year. Uh huh. Left. On do you still want to be a doctor at this point? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was great, and I I still keep up with Kale. I still keep up with Cody and Casey, and uh, I could text them right now, and they'd text me back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we still have a great relationship. Every time I go back, we hang out. I talk to them. We catch up. They ask about my life. I ask about theirs. You know what I mean? It's a it's yeah. a good relationship, and they're great people. They they really changed my life and got me pointed in the right direction. My motivations might have. Um, have switched up a little bit, like where routes I want to take, but from a just drive and mental yeah. strength. And now you're starting to think about like real life. Yeah, like and like a job and shit. Right, like after I had gone through all that with them, mm-hmm. like I think back at high school and it's like there is no you fucking came a way, far fucking way that. But there's also no fucking way I should have ever. I I should have been a four time state champ. You know what I mean? In like, high school. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think back and it's like. I got sixth uh-huh. one year. I ease, I, and I'm not like, like my, just from a physical standpoint, if I could have gotten my mental um, strength and my mental like 
you know what I mean? Just capacity yeah. under control and like being but you're able to such hone a different it in. person. Yeah. From I a am. fucking developmental standpoint. Yeah. And like absolutely. a biology standpoint with your brain and shit like Yeah. I mean, I was exactly, and it's true, but I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. what some of these kids developed that early, though. Like, the Zane Rutherfords and Ed Roos and David Taylors, these kids who are going undefeated in high school, yeah. develop that shit before they go into high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? That mental strength. That's ridiculous. Which is crazy. And so it was just great, dude. And honestly, like, I think back and it's like, I could have been so much of a better wrestler, but in high school, but. I don't really care about that anymore. Yeah. I care about what Penn State wrestling did for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, was kind of lost again after I graduate. This is after graduation. Well, so this, so this would be a good point to move on to maybe baseball. Yeah, this is so I was going to transition. What, what it, all, during all that happening, I remember you mentioning something about how Kale came up to you at one point and was like, dude, you, out of all the – we have some insane fucking ass athletes in here. Mm-hmm. And out of all the athletes, you're like the most well-rounded or something along those lines, right? Yeah. Because of a dodgeball tournament? Yeah. So um, we played a shit ton of dodgeball. Okay? I love dodgeball. So – and like we would play every day after practice because it would keep us sweating. It was like a good um, yeah. workout and it was – a ton of fun, dude. And Kale, like these dudes, would they play? Yeah, we played. It was coaches, coaches versus everyone else. Really? Yeah, and they were filthy, bro. They would win every time. So they're at this point, they're like fifteen-year, ten-year dodgeball vets. Yeah, they're they were filthy, and they they, they had like an advantage you guys. no matter what they say. They they're like, like it oh, more there's than only you guys. yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's only five of them. <laughs> they always used to fucking say this, like, oh, there's only five of us, and there's twenty of you. But, like, it was absolutely to their advantage because it was five all-star players against a bunch of wrestlers who cannot fucking throw a ball for their lives, dude. Like, unathletic. What? Yeah, Kale would, like, grip. So, oh, and that's another thing. So, when I went to Penn State, Kale, at one point in my career, he said, I remember when you came in to visit um, initially. And you played dodgeball with him. No, I didn't play Uh, dodgeball. He was like, I remember... I said I wanted I would give you a shot on our team when I felt you shake my hand because your hand was Bigger halfway up my arm. <laughs> you do have some big fucking hands. Yeah, he was like you had some of the biggest hands I had felt, and I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, he killed like he had crazy grip. Yeah. And, Oh. But, like, some of the balls were soft. Some were really hard. He liked, like, the medium soft balls because he could, like, pinch the rubber. Yeah. And, like, throw it like this. And it would Put just curve, uh-huh. dude. And he would just throw these heater curve balls, bro, and light us up. And he was filthy. Cunningham was great at catching. Like, they just were very strategic. And they won a lot more than we won. But um, I was – he was basically saying, like, Dude, I've never seen somebody throw as hard as you do. You're extremely athletic, like, and right. that's when I started thinking, like, damn, I should have played baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but you I was go so through all this shit. Yeah, I was like senior year, like about to graduate, and I'm like, fuck. I okay, so baseball. when does baseball <clears throat> seriously 
become an option for you? When do you say, all right, let's explore this baseball shit? Yeah. Are so, you just like, I don't want to get a job yet? Yeah. Because you're mowing lawns? No. So this you're is senior summer. I was still out. I was still in school. Um, this was sen- not senior summer. Senior, like spring, right before I'm about to graduate. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what I got to do after college and had no plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I... Remember, after, like, Kale had talked to me about that, I'm like, man, I should have played baseball. And then it just kind of sat in my mind, and I'm trying to think about, like, what I'm going to do after college. And I was like, uh-huh. fuck. What's your baseball ball. background? So I, I played travel baseball my whole life up until eighth grade. And then... So no high school. No high school. Um, because I was 103 pounds mm-hmm. in a school of 4,500 kids. Like, I didn't... I wasn't going to play. Yeah, so you just said fuck baseball. Yeah, so I said fuck baseball, focus on what I'm good at um, and what I can compete in. So then I'm like, shit. Like, and I could not get off the thought of playing baseball. You know what I mean? And like, it was talking to my mom about it. And finally, one day, my mom's just like, screw it, James, play baseball. And I was like, okay. It's not that easy, mom. And she was like, Why you not? can do it, figure yeah. it out. And I was like, how? And she was like, Call Jay, call your old instructor, get some lessons, start throwing again. Just start warming up your arms, start getting your arm strength back up. Call your old coaches, um, have them connect you, have them do a couple lessons, see what they say. Like, you got to at least try it. What great advice. Yeah, and I was like, all right. So I start just throwing at Penn State with a couple of my wrestling buddies. Yeah. um, Get my arm conditioned, graduate, come back home was throwing with you that whole summer. Um, I was like, mowing, I think I was mowing lawns and doing a couple of things just to like make some money. I was applying to a lot of jobs. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, um, I was taking lessons and playing baseball on Sundays in the Latino Mexican <laughs> baseball league that we got into because Your my coach. old coaches, he was, he coached with my old coach and okay. this guy took me under his wing and was like, I'll, I'll, I'll play, I'll train you. I'll get you as far as I can get you for free. Yeah. Awesome dude. His name is, um, Brandon. And so great name. Yeah. Great name. And so I'm working with Brandon and he had played baseball at U Indy and he, he comes up to me like we had been doing some instruction and lessons and he was like, yo, you want to start playing on Sundays? And I was like, yeah, where? And he was like, uh, I he worked for Universal Roofing, and he was like, a couple of the roofers that work for us play in a Latino league. They've been trying to get me to play every Sunday. Um, it's down on like 30, I think it's like 30th, and I don't even know the roads, but it was fucking, it was like, Michigan. yeah, like it was just these really beat up fields, but yeah. I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And so we went down, we started playing, and it was a fucking blast, dude. And <laughs> it was so fun. The people weren't that good, but it gave me a chance to get out and compete and throw. There were definitely some good hitters, um, some ex-college baseball players. Uh-huh. A lot of people were just like, they just loved it. You know what I mean? Love baseball, love the game. Like, And this was, Sundays was, it was an awesome experience because Sundays was like a chance for these Latino families and communities to just come together yeah. at the, these beat-up fields and just have their family day. Like, they're yeah, just do something. Tight. They are tight knit family communities. You know yeah. what I mean? And they were cooking empanadas, cooking yeah. fucking tortas, drinking micheladas, 
that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a michelada. Yeah. Uh, Clamato and Modelo and like all these seasonings and shit. And I was just in, dude. And like, <laughs> I loved it. And they ended up just like, they were like kind of looking at me like, who's this white boy at first? Who's this fucking gringo? Yeah. And <laughs> by the, after my first game, I pitched and they were like pretty impressed. And then, um, Second game, I pitched really well again. I pitched every fucking Sunday. Dude. I probably <laughs> pitched way too many innings, but um, and I was hitting the ball, dude. Like it was fucking fun, bro. <laughs> and they just started loving me, dude. They yeah. called me Yames. 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 And Yames. Um, you came to a game, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And it was just fucking fun, man. And so we go that this team was like not that good, but then we like all came together. We were doing pretty good for a while. We ended up making it to the championship of the league, okay? Uh-huh. There was a game, I think, the game before the championship. On the I, back of their gringo fucking pitcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, the game before that, um, dude, it was hilarious. I struck out, um, it was the game before the championship, I struck out 21 people. <laughs> Holy fuck. There's only 27 batters. Mm-hmm. And um, it was insane. So... Uh, it was a lot Did you of have fun. Any superstitions like you couldn't touch them. They didn't have fucking lines you couldn't touch. Dude, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy, man. Like I was just in the zone, and my curveball was just like disgusting that day. <laughs> like I was like, this will never happen again. But um, I fucking yeah, it was fun. We ended up getting to the championship. I think we won What's the championship. Your, what was in your pitch? Yeah, we arsenal? won the fucking championship that year, and they had never won the championship. This team. What was in your pitch arsenal? Fastball. I threw a two seam fastball. Um, so going into college, I threw a two seam fastball, a curveball, mm-hmm. a ch- circle changeup, and What's that? like just a changeup, just the way you hold it, mm-hmm. circle. Um, yeah, and fastball, two seam, four seam, circle change, and a curveball. And I was starting to work on a cutter a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, so yeah, we played this whole summer. And Brandon, he's like, dude, I I really think you can play for you, Indy. And I was like, really? And this is like kind of progressing throughout the summer. And I was like, all right. Like, and he was like basically set up for the Mount St. Joseph's coach to come down and UND coach to come up to watch me pitch like a bullpen. Yeah. Um, They ended up not coming up. But then... The UND coach just called me one day, and he was just like, we desperately need a lefty, and you're left-handed, and I trust Brandon enough. Um, if you get into our school, you can play for us. Really? I was at Curtis's house when I took the call. Yeah. And hey, what about that video I made? Yeah, we made that. Oh, that's, that's how he ended up calling me, because Brandon was like, all right, he can't come up, make a but video. we'll make a video. Okay. So we made the video, um, and we sent it to him, and he was like... Looks good on tape, like, and Brandon was basically saying a lot of kids, like, these days get recruited strictly off of tape. Okay, so baseball. that was all you needed. Yeah. So, um, he's You're like, welcome. if you get in, you can, <laughs> that's Brandon and Brandon. <laughs> Got to thank them both. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. And he, yeah, so I go, and I'm like, Mom, I got a chance to play baseball. I got to get into UND. What should I study? <laughs> so I just go for a master of public health degree. Yeah. It was an online degree. It was the second year of the program. Like, I could have fucking been drooling on my shirt <laughs> and got during an interview and got accepted. <laughs> you took an interview. Yeah, like I had to. It okay. was like. Did you take the GMAT or anything? Yeah, I took. Oh, yeah. I studied for like two days for the fucking uh, the GRE. Uh huh. 
I actually scored pretty well, like way above what UND required to get into this program. Uh-huh. Like I said, could have spelled my name wrong and got in. But um, I get in really, and I was really, like... This is a really good recruiting video for UND right now. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it was the second year of the program. They weren't even... Uh, what's it called? Like a certified program? Not a certified, but... Accredited? Accredited. They weren't. It wasn't even an accredited program yet. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been worthless. But for me, it's probably a great program now. But... <laughs> So I get in and, like, just doing these online classes, like, fucking skating by and just loving baseball. Like, it was fucking fun, man. And same thing in baseball. Mm-hmm. I finally get an opportunity in the first game. Like, I was training. Finally. Yeah. First game. But finally. Like, I, I was training a ton, okay? Like, putting in a lot of Practicing work. Practicing with yeah. the coaches and I was, shit. And they're working on your... Yeah, I was just working on right exactly. It was just I was basically all new to this and just working with this lefty pitcher coach they brought in from a D one school. He was an awesome dude. His name's Zach Hall. He lives in Indianapolis. Um, Super fucking knowledgeable, dude. Yeah, great, great coach. And he he just elevated your game. Yeah, and he just took me under his wing and fucking elevated my game and brought in all sorts of new stuff to UND's pitching program that was just like. It was dope stuff, man, and he's a, he knows his stuff. He's great at what he does, and he's got a huge passion for baseball. So when yeah. you find somebody who's good, who was good at it and has an awesome passion for it, it makes a great coach, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it was awesome, and he took me under his wing. Like, I started doing really well. He changed my pitches up. I only started throwing a two-seam fastball and really a cutter. That was basically it, like a two-pitch um, arsenal. So... Um, and, but my cutter was just fucking filthy, dude. Like he just made this pitch into filth. And, uh, so st- I get in the first game, like the last inning of the first game. And uh-huh. I'm, I have another one of those fucking performance anxiety sessions where I'm just like, this brand new to you. You're yeah, not dude. It was like, holy shit. I haven't done this in five years. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. thinking about everything else. And Don't have a I was game. just, yeah, I was, I think I got one out and then I walked four people in a row. I walked a run in mm-hmm. and I was just so fucking embarrassed and so mad and like coming to the dugout, my teammate, teammates picked me up. Um, it was fine. Like we were winning the game by a lot. It didn't really jeopardize anything, but I was just like so fucking ashamed of my performance. And so I didn't pitch for 20 games after that. Mm-hmm. That was my shot. You know what I mean? Fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Didn't pitch for 20 games. How many games do you play in a 50, season? I think like 50 or something. Okay. So I didn't pitch for 20 games, and I was like... Damn, I don't know if I'm going to pitch again. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to pitch again, but I was just busting my ass in practice still, like yeah, doing my thing. You guys practice every day? Yeah. And I was putting in extra work and just doing everything I could to like get another shot and like talking to the coach like, hey, man, like give me another shot. And he was like, you'll get another shot. Like I promise. Uh-huh. And I just didn't think I was. And then finally, um, but like we were doing these inner basically scrimmages yeah. and I was doing really well in the scrimmages. My velocity started going up. I went like kind of low to mid eighties, which yeah. I started out at like 78. So I gained a lot of velocity. My cutter was really working for me. And, um, I was doing really well in the inner meet, like the inner squad meets or interest squad meets. And, um, we're on the road and I don't remember any of the schools in that, in that fucking <laughs> conference, but okay. we were on the road. It was in Kentucky somewhere, I think. And, um, 
were losing two to one, and they put me in the game. I finally get my other shot. Like before the game, my pitching coach up to me and he's like, "You're going in today, man. You're going in today. I'm telling you, you're, <laughs> you're going, going in. in. Be ready. So you're a closer. Be ready. You're a closer. Yeah. Right. Well, I was relief at first. I was relief. I was a relief pitcher. Relief. Left-handed okay. relief. And so I go in and. I'm like, I'm not fucking wasting another opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was fucking zoned in. And yeah. I pitched, like, three strong innings. And we ended up winning the game 4-2. So I got a win on my first game back. First college win. It was a great feeling. You like, have a college win I have two as college a pitcher. Wins. Okay. Yeah, two and two. That's dope. Yeah. Um, and the two games that we lost, we... Sh- it wasn't uh, your fault. We shouldn't have lost. No, it was like it was my fault, but I'll get to it. Like so, yeah, I pitch, and all of a sudden, like they go to me the next game. You know what I mean? They're, they're Two like, games in a row, they go to me. They're like, yeah. we see the fire. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah! So I go in the next game. Um, how how many days in between games? It was back to back games, or no? It was one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, then we go. On the road, a mid midweek game, and this is where I lost. So I I won that game. It was a no decision in another game. Like somebody else won, I think. I had a couple strong innings. Then we go on the road, and we go to Missouri in St. Louis. And I remember playing. I think they're at University of St. Louis something, but I our starter like. I'm not going to say his name. Didn't like the kid. Uh-huh. Didn't work hard. Just a like, good just talent or what? Strong arm. That's it. Yeah. But did not work hard at all. Uh-huh. Like a lazy piece of shit. And it pissed me off. Right. And Dude, that's, a, that's a, another, like, hard workers hate when they see lazy people. Yeah. It, I just did not like it. And so um, he starts... He gets fucking shelled in the first inning. Like, they are just... I love that term. Fucking shelling him in. That's such a baseball he term. He gets, pu- gets pulled. I think it was in the fucking second inning, maybe the third inning. Uh-huh. And goes home. Sick. Sick. And um, so... He'd been boozing. <laughs> I don't know. And they, <laughs> they pull me into the game. Uh-huh. Like, next relief, okay? So I'm pitching... And I was, like, lights out, dude. No, like, yeah. I was, there's, like, a time when you get in the zone. Yeah. Like, it's a weird thing. About. It's not every time you perform, but I was in the fucking zone. Like, every spot hitting it perfectly. Like, my cutter was just filthy. Like, I was, I think I had, like, seven strikeouts or something. Right. Like, ridiculous. Uh-huh. And we're winning the game by two or by one one run. And it's the I pitched the rest of the fucking game. I pitched like five innings, and it's the I think the second to last inning, and um, or I didn't pitch the rest of the game. I pitched the next five innings, so I I took it to the eighth, I think, and I give up a two run home run off mm-hmm. of a pretty. It was a decent pitch. The kid just went down and got it, and it was yeah. incredible. And then we get back up to bat. One of uh, my teammates hits a fucking, basically a bomb. We were down by a run at this point. This would have sent us into extra inning. No, it would have won the game. Uh-huh. And the home run gets fucking robbed. 
Ooh. Yeah, like an unbelievable really? catch, dude. It was like <laughs> it would have been a top ten play. And then if it was caught on camera. Yeah, and then we ended up going through the last inning and we lost the game. Damn. And I took that out, but that was the best game I ever pitched. And Damn. my coach was like, "Dude, you nothing fucking, you can do about it, man. Like that's baseball. You perform. That's baseball. Like that's dope. That had to feel good. It did. And so Mike's falling over. That's how I got into baseball, man. And like it was. And An so unbelievable did you year. Pitch I more after pitched that? a lot that towards. Your, that was your two and two. Yeah, no, yeah, I pitched. I probably pitched twenty innings after that. Okay. So pitched a lot of the second half of the year, get into conference tournament, and I I was pretty. My arm was pretty tired. I probably wasn't conditioned for fifty games of baseball. But yeah. um, getting to the conference tournament, they put me in, and I give up a home run, and that was kind of like, yeah, it happens, but. They just, you know what I mean? I think they could tell I was tired. So yeah, um, we ended up winning the conference tournament, though, which was cool. Yeah. Um, so, so what yeah, type that's... of rings you got, man? You got three national championships. Did they? Did you get a conference tournament ring? I could have. You mean for baseball or wrestling? Yeah. Oh, no. Like... No, yeah, for baseball. I could have. I, I chose not to, dude. I didn't really. That would have been tight. I know, but it was just like, I think I just thought to myself, like. Fuck it. I don't need it. You know what I mean? I got three with Penn State, and that was good enough for me. Um, it would have just been a waste of money. Yeah, I had to pay for it at UND. That's right. <laughs> Didn't have to pay for it at Penn State. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so do you want to go into work work and shit? What, what, what's our time at? We're, gonna, we're at an hour and 50 minutes. We should probably not go to work. Do you, do, let's do it next time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or okay. We got to get up at five. I'm going to interview you after you interview me because I want to talk about like racing and shit because I know a little bit about it but don't know enough about okay. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can do that. I think that'd be cool. All right. All right. I'm, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did that. I didn't know a lot of that shit. I know because I, I don't talk about it. I really don't. Yeah. Especially the wrestling aspect. Like people are always asking me about it and it <laughs> – it's hard to it's, get it's it. weird to, when you when you say you're humble that's like almost a double negative like you're not everyone actually, wants to tell their story I know I did but like I just I I'm a humble person and I'm just saying like when I say I'm humble I feel like I'm bragging about being humble yeah so it's like a double negative you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> like I just don't talk about like you a lot fucking of self-centered <laughs> motherfucker yeah. dude we need two mics this is way that's better way better yeah but I just don't talk about it a lot because, um, I don't know, like, it's honestly a long story, yeah. you know what I mean? And um, I think it's just, like, I am humble, and I didn't do the things I wanted to do from, like, a performance standpoint. So it's like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? I'm not going to brag yeah. about being a Penn State wrestler. I'll mention that I was, but I'm going to be like, yeah, I wrestled at Penn State because, like, I didn't win a national championship. I didn't. I didn't. I did as a team. That was great. Yeah. Um, but I didn't but individually. Dude, you did a lot of fucking shit. I know, but like, I wanted to like. You you're, know what I mean? You're trying to come off as humble right now. I wanted to be the the best, and I wasn't the best, so I don't feel like it's my place to like brag but about it. You're at a very sharp edge. I don't know, man. You you are, anyways, dude. I'm glad we did that yeah, shit. Yeah, cool. Um, I like that, Brandon. That it was, was a, a idea. it was a a long podcast. Um, 
Hopefully you're still listening. If you are, I think that was some good shit. It's ten fifty three. Yeah, that went by fast. Holy shit! I was and we do we could do, dude. This is only getting into college. Yeah. So we still have your pro career to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, yeah dude. I'm. It just goes to show that you know you don't talk to your friends as deeply as you think. As deeply as you think, and everybody's got a story, and that that's dope. That's why I've I like listening to podcasts, and sort of what inspired me to create number two yeah i like that a lot man that was cool all right like just sorry last thing you like probably get bits and pieces of this shit because remember you're like throughout the as i'm telling you you're like oh yeah i I remember but like i didn't know you never know it all like you know what i mean yeah you never know it all like in order in a very sequenced um story you know because then it's like oh you that's where i was remembering shit that oh i never mentioned the kid who was crazy I meant to say this. Um, remember the one who could booze and then wrestle yeah. and crazy mental uh, toughness. Like he um, he used to skateboard with two right shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, he would get so wasted. And one day we we walk out of our front door. Only right shoes. He has two right wrestling shoes on. Wrestling. Do shoes. they match? Yes. Other than being the right, same color, but both right. Why? <laughs> Was he good? He was filthy, dude. He was so good at skateboarding. Of course he was. He was so good at skateboarding, but we were like, dude, Long, do you have two fucking right shoes on? He's like, ah, he's fucking wasted. He's like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I just, I forgot to mention that. (laughs) Okay. All right. right, Let's wrap this bitch up. All right. All right. We got to get her up at 5 a.m. We got, what are we hitting tomorrow? Legs. legs, legs, legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be brutal. <laughs> We're doing it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, good shit. Um, yeah, listeners, we need a name for the podcast right now. I got to be new cast, which you know I'm partial to. And a penalty. A penalty. Yeah, and a penalty. Sure. And some. Obviously, uh, our friends don't have as good of a story as yours yet because they're young. You've accomplished a lot at a young age. We'll we'll keep doing interviews for for our friends who want to do interviews, um, and I think it'd be tied to tandem interviews. Some of our friends. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, and then we can do a couple couple off the wall, couple maybe maybe I'll get into some racing discussion. I don't know how big of an audience. Uh, we'll just do whatever we think is fun. Yeah, we'll do whatever we the fuck we want to do. We're doing it week for us. Week. Yeah. We don't have we're, any listeners. <laughs> we're doing this because it's fucking fun. This was fun. Yeah. This was really fun. Great time. All right. Um yeah, really listeners, we need um oh, Steve shout out to Steve. He said we should do a a WTF are we talking about podcast. <laughs> He said that's what our name should be. What the fuck are we talking about? We could, like that. we could interview Steve. Steve. Oh, we could interview Steve for sure. He'd be a good interview. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, dude. And then we could, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's uh, let we'll we'll get we'll have our people talk to their people. Anyways, if you're still if you're still listening, good shit. We're gonna do what we want to do. We don't care if you don't like it. Yeah.